Will Maybe and Rathaniska live from the plowing? But Brian's here in studio for DIY knowledge and dowing. No, they're not in the same room, I have to admit. Still, at least Mr. Fixit doesn't smell like cow sh. Please welcome Brian Clunan. <laughs> Glen Rowe, I love it. Yeah, it makes it makes me feel. I instantly think, oh my god, have I all my homework done for tomorrow? <laughs> Exactly, yes, that's seven, <laughs> seven o'clock or was it eight o'clock yeah, on a I Sunday evening? I think it was eight. And do yeah. you? And I do have all my homework done, naturally. I always had all my homework done. By the way, information uh, from a listener on WhatsApp, it's about 15 minutes old, but they were on the Strad Valley Road out of Port Leash around the sawmills and they were at an absolute standstill. So hopefully that has started to flow again. Uh, also, I understand the queue for the bus to the ploughing uh, from Port Leash onto uh, the Mount Mellick Road down to the car park entrance. <laughs> There's a very, very long queue there. So from Port Leash Railway Station down the Mount R- Mellick Road to the car park entrance, that's you're going to be standing there for a while. Uh, so thanks very much for having the radio on. We do appreciate that. How are you, Brian? I'm good, thanks, Will. I'm good. I'm I'm in here in a nice studio, which you know I've I've been complaining about your protein diet for the last while. So I'm in a nice, fresh, airy studio today because Will's not here with his noxious gases. Well, I like protein. I support the farmers. <laughs> good man, Will. So first question is from Allo, and Allo says we are in a house for about twenty years, and so far escaped mouse-free. Until recently. So we've had mice for the last three winters and the better half and our two teenage daughters are freaking out over these guys. They haven't landed in yet this year. So I'm thinking of mouse-proofing the house. Where should I be looking? Yeah, look, always a good thing to do. We had a lady in the shop yesterday, and if you have a phobia about mice, uh, maybe just put your hands over your ears for a minute. She was in the walk-in wardrobe wearing socks, and she stood on what she thought was a sock. That's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Alive or dead? uh, Alive. Well, half alive. She thinks it might have taken poison. But um, yeah, not in fairness, none of us would like that. If whatever about wearing shoes when you're doing it, I don't know why it seems so much worse. I suppose it could be worse again. It could have been bare feet. At least she was in her stocking feet. So what do you do? Uh, you look, of, uh, causing more heebie-jeebies. I returned to the house having left the cat in the other day and there was a present of, for the sake of the kids, I called it a long-tailed mouse. <laughs> <laughs> a long-tailed mouse a in long-tailed the hall. A long-tailed mouse, yes. Yeah, that's actually, I must remember that. A long-tailed mouse is a great description. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's, inve- that's inventive, an inventive description that uh, doesn't, um, doesn't create as much panic. So, what to do? What to do? Look, I suppose do everything. Um, I would suggest a very close inspection all around the out, the perimeter of the house. Uh, as a rule, mice come in through pipework. So, you know, where do you find your mice? You find them in the attic, you find them in the hot press, you find them in the utility room, you find them under the kitchen sink. These are all the places that we would hear in the shop all every single day over the winter. And, you know, there's a common theme. They're coming in through pipework. So have a look, do a very close inspection up to about... 
two metres high all around the house. Particularly look at your boiler. Where is your boiler? Is it in a boiler house? Is it in, in outside the house where it's on the surface wall of the house? If it is, you know, a mouse will be attracted to the heat and then will follow the pipe. Those pipes go from the boiler to every room in the house because, you know, they're pumping hot water in. So have a good look at that. See, can you make, physically make the house as mouse-proof as possible? Um, try and make sure you, your, your exterior doors. So if you have kids in the house and they tend to leave, you know, Door, exterior doors, the back door open, whatever, maybe put a little door closer. You can get a little surface-mounted door closer uh, for small money or an overhead door closer if you feel strongly about it. Um, it's all about ticking all the boxes to try and by make way, it. Brian, yep. I, 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 I do like you, and here's the proof that I like you. The rows of Tralee just walked by and they made a gesture as if, do you want to talk to the rows of Tralee? Oh, of course you do. And I, I had to decline because oh my God. you were giving your answer. I'd say bring the Rosa Tralee and talk away. She's gone now. All right, okay. You missed your opportunity, Will. That was that was that was a, a bad loss now on your behalf. You should have just you should have just cut me off mid sentence and it welcomed in the Rosa Tralee. Hang on. Still in the vicinity, she would be very, very welcome. Well, I, I would say don't leave me talking and you run out after her. Maybe send somebody else out after her. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that would be helpful. Um, I suppose two other things I'd say. It is good to plug in an ultrasonic pest repeller. Sorry, not ultrasonic. The ele- ultrasonic electromagnetic pest repellers, the vast majority of people find they do make a difference. And last of all, maybe, well, I'd always keep traps set in those places. I'd keep traps set in the attic, in in the boiler, in the boiler house, if you have one, the hot press and, you know, the utility room. Always oh, just keep a trap set because you're getting them then before they get in and start populating your house. And then very last of all, you can get little plastic bait boxes for a few euros, really, and you can put bait outside the house. So you'd be putting mouse bait uh, the probably the best one for outside is the pasta one the light little tea bags and you put them inside in this little box and uh, the mouse is attracted to the smell of them the sweet smell of the pasta bait and uh, other creatures other birds other ins- whatever won't go into the box um, it's, it's, it's a little plastic box and you just maybe put three or four of them around the perimeter of the house and that whole combination of things should either get them before they come in at all or stop them coming in with the pest repellers or if they do somehow make it in, catch them before they start populating the house. But don't use poison in the house. Use traps in the house and use poison outside. Brian, stay there for a moment if you don't mind. Lots of questions to get through between now and 11. 0818 300 103 on the phone. You can text or WhatsApp 083 30 10 103. Powered by Lamb Brothers Toyota in Tullamore. And indeed, still on the agenda today, Mary Lou MacDonald discusses the situation in Stradbally, where war refugees will be taking tented accommodation for at least the next few weeks. Midlands Today at the Ploughing with Serta, local people serving local people at a depot near you. Convenience is never far away. Ireland.ie. Brian. Will. You need to just take a back seat for a minute. Oh, I'm happily take a back seat. Far, far, uh, somebody far more interesting to talk to. And, well, uh, that wouldn't be hard. <laughs> the Rose of Tralee, Roisin Wiley. Good morning. Hello, Will. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. And as people will recognise from that accent, you are, of course, from New York. I am, yes. 
And is this your first national plowing championship? This is my first time here, yeah. This is a, I had never even heard of it before, you know, being invited to the throws of Trilly. So I'm happy, very happy to be here. So be yeah. honest, when you heard national plowing championships, what impression did you conjure up in your oh, mind? I had absolutely no idea. I had to look up what plowing was, to be honest. And so that was, but then I had gotten a few kind of introductions into what it would be like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. And I still couldn't picture it in my head what it would be. But now that I'm here, I see why it's such a big event and why so many people come out. It's great so oh, far yeah. anyway, yeah. The exhibition area, the trade stands, uh, a bigger attraction for some than the plowing. Don't let the plow men and plow women hear you say that because there is still that core. Yeah. Um, so what have you seen so far that caught your eye? God, now we've stopped in at, I saw a few kind of bits of machinery for milking cows that we stopped in at the Aldi tent. Did you have a go? No, I didn't. Not yet. Anyway, I don't know if I'd be cut out to be milking any cows, but maybe I'll give it a shot later. Um, where did we st we stopped in? We haven't really. I feel like you, you, there's too many places to stop. Almost there's so many different stands. Um, but I'm excited now to get in. We haven't really seen too many animals, and I wanna I wanna see some cows. Hopefully, uh, that's Tinkerbell over there. Yeah, I actually we didn't get to stop over to see him yet or her, but we'll go over after this. I think. I'm assuming her Tinkerbell. Her, yeah. yeah. So uh, she's a Charley. She's on the Zurich stand and. She's impeccably turned out. She's beautiful. <laughs> and you start learning about different breeds as well as you go around because there will be I have a lot sections. to learn. That's what I'm kind of finding out anyway as I go around. I, I don't know much, so... Well, don't worry. Only one in three people here is a farmer. Oh, okay, okay. So you're in good company. Yeah. And the food stands as well. So yeah, much selection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we haven't hit any of those yet. I've had a few cups of tea, but no, no food yet, so... Now, I know these nice people from the Rose of Tralee are trying to convert you to all things Kerry, naturally, mm -hmm. but there is a leash tent as well. So Very make good. sure you go into the leash tent. And there's a lady in there, Helen G, G's okay. Gourmet Jams. Okay. Just book a few hours. She will keep you talking. <laughs> okay. She will keep you talking for a while. We'll um, make sure to stop over to her. Lovely meeting you. Yeah, thanks, Enjoy the plowing. Thank you very much. And very you're very well turned you. out as well. I saw the wellies. I have the wellies. I, I came prepared anyway. That was the one thing I was told to walk, come over with the wellies. So I'm glad I brought them now that I see it's, it's a bit it's a bit wet, but not too bad. That was wise. Uh, a worthy successor, by the way, to our own uh, Midlands, Rose of Tralee from mm -hmm. last year. So Roisin, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Will. Thank Ro you. Roisin Wiley. Uh, back to you now, Brian. I, I do apologise for the interruption, but I'm sure Not you agree all. it was justified. Uh, totally justified. By the way, I noticed the, the cattle are well turned out. The ladies are well turned out. Is Will well turned out? Because I normally come into a studio and really and truly, I know it's radio. I know, you know, you don't have to put, make any effort whatsoever. But you so frequently. Looking, looking great. Oh, great. Because <laughs> when he comes into the studio, he looks like he's been dragged through a ditch backwards. <laughs> and uh, I hope he made an effort now for you. Clonan, <laughs> just because I can't reach you doesn't mean I won't hit you when I see you. I did make the mistake yesterday. Oh, oh the, the sneakers were on, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. The wellies. Oh, yeah. you dirty Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Clodin, let's get back down to business. So, oil-filled radiator with lots of rust spots all over it. Is it still safe to use, asks Anne. <sighs> Probably. Almost certainly, yeah. Look... <laughs> The pro an oil-filled radiator is a plug-in electric radiator and it is, surprisingly enough, filled with oil. And the oil gets hot because oil gets hot, gets hotter than water and easier than water. So 
I mean, if you were to poke a hole in it, so, you know, if you got a drill and drilled a hole in the metal, all the oil would come out. But the electrics are up high in it. It shouldn't be an issue at all. What I would say is, what I would do with that is, get yourself a bottle of rust neutralizer, rust preventer forward slash neutralizer and just rub it over it. So don't try and sand it. If you sand it, you could well make a hole in the radiator and you don't want to do that. So just get a bottle of rust remover and uh, rust preventer, rust remover. It's a liquid that you just sponge on over it or brush on with a paintbrush, leave it for a few hours or overnight and then just wipe it down and the rust will now be neutralized and then you can get a tin of radiator spray so radiator spray is a, is a white spray paint for radiate for spraying ra- actually you can get white or black and nowadays a lot of the the oil filled radiators are black so um and obviously black doesn't show up dust dust and dirt and and uh rust as easily so if if you feel it's worth it then it's it's it's, it's definitely worth a bottle of rust remover and a bottle of heat resistant spray paint and it'll completely transform it News just reaching us, by the way, on a week when we heard the boss of Bordnamona had the BMW and the benefit in kind and all of the perks. But the company has just reported a profit of, are you sitting down, 95.2 million euro, the best performance, financially at least, in its 90-year history. So he's worth every penny. Well, that that's why that's why they pay you the big bucks, Will. You know, you you're worth every penny of the of the hundreds of thousands that you get. I am the L'Oreal presenter. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Clunan is here from Clunan's Hardware in Tullamore until eleven. Midlands today, live from the National Ploughing Championships with Serta Ireland bringing you dependable home heating to ensure a warm and cosy winter. CertaIreland.ie Brian Clunan is with us from Clunan's Hardware and Nancy in Athlone offers the next question. I want to block off a chimney safely, she says. I have two chimneys back to back. I use one with a back boiler, but the other is never used. What's the best way to do this? So the best way to do it is to put a chimney cap, a blocking cap on top. Now, that's not just, I mean, years ago, people used to to get a bit of lead or a bit of aluminium flashing and bend it down over it. But it is important that you ventilate the chimney. So if you don't ventilate, what happens is you get condensation building up and then you get this horrible tar it, it, it running everywhere and it can even come out through plaster um, so and then you have a terrible problem in trying to paint over it because it's very very difficult to paint over tar or soot it's very very invasive so what you do is you, you get a blanking cap for the top so you get your chimney sweep or somebody who's who's competent and insured to go up on the roof to put a blanking cap up on top and then you either get a chimney balloon or you blank off the bottom with, sometimes people put a piece of timber in with a little vent on it. Now it can be, I, I've seen where people, because they don't use it, they put in a piece of timber painted black um, so it, you know as you glance at the fireplace it looks like it's an open fireplace because you've painted the timber black but you also have holes in it that allow 
allow movement up through the, the chimney so that it doesn't get this, this sweaty tar rolling down the chimney and destroying everything and it also smells so dry soot doesn't smell so bad but wet soot absolutely stinks and that wet tar coming down exactly exactly same as same as the dog wet dog smells an awful lot worse than dry dog our next query is from a, a listener in Burr who has emulsion paint uh, paint on tarmac dulux emulsion paint how to remove or is it possible? Almost always. So emulsion paint is acrylic based and uh, we have found the best product for that and you'll get it in most hardware builders, providers. It's crud cutter, K-R-U-D, K-U-T-T-E-R or C-U-T-T-E-R, I can't remember, probably K. And uh, you spray it on, you leave it for about 20 minutes or half an hour, and then you get a deck scrub or a scrubbing brush and you scrub it off. You have to be careful what you use in tarmac because... If you were to use some products that will that would like say cellulose thinners, it will actually take the colour off the tarmac. So you're trying to avoid that. Um, now, if you find it's not doing it, so always do a test area rather than do a large area. You, you don't want it to dry out. So what you would do is put on um, put on uh, about put on a small amount and then cover it in cling film. Next is Joe and Clara, who has a wooden worktop that is around six years old and it has lost its original finish. So he's wondering, is there a varnish he could use to restore it? No, don't use a varnish on a timber kitchen worktop. So a timber kitchen worktop will always have been oiled and uh, it's oiled with a product called Danish oil. And the secret is to oil it before it needs to be done. So if it gets very bad, if it goes white, if it goes black, you've let it go too far. So what I would suggest in this place, in this case is wash it down really well with methylated spirits. That's the purple, or surgical spirits, but the purple one, methylated spirits, is the normal one, and some steel wool. So it's a very, you're scrubbing it down well, but the steel, it's 4-0 steel wool. It's super fine steel wool. It doesn't feel like steel. It's, it feels like, a tea towel, really. But you're just cleaning it really, really well. And then you're going to put on five or six or seven coats of Danish oil, one coat every night before you go to bed. And you're rubbing in the first two or three coats with the four zeros, four zero, that's uh, very fine, as I say, four zero steel wool. And you're rubbing it in last thing at night. And then in the morning, it'll have dried in and you can buff it up that if there's any excess there, just buff it up with an old an old cotton T-shirt or something. And then the following day, you do the very same thing again. Uh, each The first three coats are done with steel wool and any coat after that can be done with a cotton cloth. A cotton T-shirt is usually the best because it doesn't, it doesn't break up and it doesn't fluff up and uh, it'll take off any excess, but it'll also rub it in really well. Is there something in a new lawn that attracts cats? No. Well, all that attracts cats is <clears throat> if you have... If you've rotivated or ploughed or dug up any area, it doesn't matter if it's a lawn to sow it or flower beds or whatever, they love soft soil. So, you know, they're clean creatures. They dig little holes and they bury their, their, their poop. And, and uh, so the soft the soil, that's what they're attracted to. They don't want to have to dig. They don't want to have to dig rock hard soil. So they'll always go for something soft. So that's why we would say to people, if you have, if you're, sowing a lawn and you don't want the cats to go near it 
put down, uh, get some sand and put the sand in a place that you can't see, in behind a hedge, whatever. And they're very attracted to the sand because it's so easy to dig. Um, and at the same time, um, if you've sown a lawn and you have cats at it, you could get some, there's some gran- it depends how big the area is, you can get a, a granulated garlic product to keep cats away and it works really well. Um, now you'd have to keep using it, but really I wouldn't sweat it too much. Once, once the root system starts and even, look, to be honest with you, once the rain hits it and it begins to firm up a bit, it'll no longer be as attractive. And certainly if you put down the bag of sand, if you buy a bag of sand somewhere and put it, once they, get, once they start using that, bag, that sand, they'll keep going back to it. It's fertiliser anyway. Pardon? And it's fertiliser anyway. Yeah, the problem is that when they dig it up, when they dig the little hole, they also dig up the seed. So those little patches now will be, will be bald patches. And I am, before you say it, yes, I am familiar with ball patches and I'm sitting here across from Nile and, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of forehead in the studio at the moment. No comment. Next. I have noticed what I believe is a wasp's nest in the back garden, says this caller, and I can see them flying in and out of a hole in the ground at the base of a tree stump. But how can I treat this? Because I have three small kids two dogs and one adult child presumably the husband (laughs) 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 all right and uh, they play a lot in the garden until it gets dark so they will be there that's it's that hour of the evening when the wasps are at their grumpiest yeah they're they're very grumpy now at this time of the year so there may not be a nest because it's a tree stump and wasps make their nests from, although they should be finished with that. So if this was early in the year, I'd be saying it mightn't be, the nest mightn't be in the tree stump because they, they could be, they chew rotting timber or rotting vegetation, but mostly rotting timber. So they make, you know, the paper nest that you see them, that you see a, a wasp nest made of, that's made from chewed rotten timber and then regurgitated and then that's used as a building material. So oh, if, if this was earlier in the season, I'd be saying it's probably, it mightn't be in the nest mightn't be in the tree stump they might be just getting the rotting timber from it but if they're still active and if, they, if particularly in the evening if they're active there in the evening they're returning to the nest so all you would simply do is get some wasp nest powder and puff it into the tree stump so look we normally say leave them alone if they're not causing a problem but this late in the year they are getting grumpy they're going to be drying off anyway in the next week or two so if you do want to use the garden and you do want to get rid of them, get some wasp nest powder and just puff it into that, into the, 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 the gap in this tree stump that you see them flying in and out of. And do that three nights in a row. When they're gone to sleep, puff the powder in and they, that'll wipe them out. Three nights in a row and the job is done. Brian, thanks as always. We'll chat to you next Wednesday. Thanks, Will. News at 11 on the way. Mr. Fixes on Midlands 183.